Hey guys, it's Nick. Um, how's everybody's week going? I hope it's doing well, and I hope it's doing good. Hope everybody's in good health. My week has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, my window spontaneously shattered. So that's always fun uh, to fix, you know. But God's grace, you know, He. Uh, I'm getting my window replaced for free. So I mean, good thing for insurance, right? But seriously, um, I hope everybody has had a great week. Uh, for the next two weeks, actually, I will be discussing humility and pridefulness. Kind of like in two different parts, like a part one and part two. Uh, the reason why I'm doing this is because these two subjects are really connected to each other. So I kind of like felt like they could be in the same lesson, but it would be way too long to do so, like an hour long or something like that. So I was like, man, uh, let's just separate them. But since they're connected... We need. I was wanting to have them kind of on the same basis or the same flow, kind of. Uh, these two subjects, like I said, are polar opposites of each other, making these two lessons one way to fix uh, one and one way to grow in the other. So it's like a grow and fix uh, series, kind of, something like that. I also think that um, this whole topic is something we can all benefit from since... I feel like pride is a big sin to fix, and everybody somehow struggles with it. Uh, I'm going to start with humility this week. Um, I don't think there's a reason at all in the order. Uh, it's just I feel like exposing on what we should do and then comparing it to what we need to fix is kind of like the right kind of way. But um, yeah, humility is talked about a lot in the Bible. And throughout the Bible, for examples, in Proverbs 22 and 4, it says the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. God just straight up says there that the humble will receive riches, honor, and life. I mean, there's no, there's a clear, that's a clear cut definition of what he's saying. Uh, God loves the humble. He loves them so much that you can still know more, like knowledgeably. And you can, like, do and volunteer a lot for the church. But if you just go out boasting about yourself in front of and away of others, and if you're not being humble, you're just being very prideful about everything you do and saying, oh, I do this and this for the church. What are you doing? Well, the person that truly shows humility and keeps to himself will be blessed by God abundantly compared, even though he doesn't do as much or knows as much. I think I want to start out with explaining that, I mean, Jesus was God. I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure everybody understands that. If not, if you don't, I'm going to eventually talk about, um, you know, the Trinity and one and what it really means, uh, the oneness of God. Um, anyways, so Jesus was God. And so, you're thinking he should have been exalted and worshipped right off the bat. But, I mean, the answer is yes, he should have. So why didn't he get the praise, worship, and get exalted like he should have been or should have deserved to be? I mean, he's the one who created us, right? I mean, it's because he emptied himself of his glory and was made in the likeness of men and basically became a servant to us. God purposely humbled himself as man and served other men, even though he was the creator. God himself did that, the one who created us and everything we know, love, and have. So why did the creator do this to himself? He did it to suffer for me and you so that we will follow in his footsteps. 
It was such an essential character trait to our Lord that he underwent slander, hate, pain, suffering, you know, etc. The list goes on and on just to save us and show us the true way to live for him. He even humbled himself to death and died for us. I mean, we should really learn to follow in his footsteps and try to be as humble as that, to take the pain and the misery on that cross, and he just died for us so we can be saved. So you might be asking yourself, so how do we become humble or show humility, really? Well, we can start with entitlement. I think that's a, a big opposition to being humble. I think entitlement is a very dangerous trait that some people have a have and need to get rid of. I mean, just because you have more money, nicer things, more food uh, than someone else doesn't mean that you are better in them in any way. We are all entitled in a way. I mean, for example, I go to uh, the church I go to, Parkway. We do a foot washing ceremony every year to humble ourselves to one another and do something that we all do not like to do. I mean, no one truly wants to go and wash another man's feet. We can be glad and happy about it like God wants us to be, but we don't want to do it. It's not something we look forward to every year, like, yes, yeah, the feet washing ceremony. But we do it because it humbles ourselves. Now, I didn't participate uh, both years that I could have. Um, it grossed me out. Thinking of touching another man's feet. I, I just don't like that. But we see Jesus multiple times humbling himself and washing feet of sinners at that. He washed sinners' feet. He washed the disciples' feet. He washed feet to humble himself as a, as a sense to show humility. And me not doing it shows an sense of entitlement in myself that I didn't think of at the time. Now, I'm going to participate in the next one because I truly think that this will help me grow and show true humility. But we really need to get rid of that sense of entitlement that we have deep in us that we don't even think of we have at certain things. Now, entitlement is the sense of being better than someone someone else. Another example is that, I mean, if you are at a restaurant and you think you could be rude to the waiters, but we need to remember that we are the same as them. We need to remember that we all came from the same place and the same creator, which makes you and the person sitting next to you or the person that's waiting on you or anybody the same. Humility is seeing ourselves as we really are. True humility is not thinking lowly of ourselves, but thinking accurately of ourselves. We can truly receive humility when we think of how God could have left you in your darkest time, but instead he gave you grace in heaven. That's that's something powerful to think about. And I want to bounce back on what I said was um, thinking accurately of ourselves. We shouldn't um, disregard the talents that God has given us. If you're a good drummer, good guitarist, uh, you shouldn't say, oh, I'm so bad, even though you're really good and everybody knows it, but you shouldn't have so much pride where you say, oh, I should have played here, I should have played there, or I should have preached here, or I should have preached there. That's not what we need to do. We need to realize on how accurately ourselves really are. We need to put ourselves in our own place, but not so low of a place that we're taking away the talents that God gave us and undermining them. So I want to... Uh, speak of grace um, in speaking of grace it says in James 4 and 6 
but he gives me more grace. Therefore, it says God opposed the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God's grace comes from being humble. We can also see this in the scripture that God hates the proud people. I want to clarify that I'm talking about people that are proud of themselves, not the people proud in worshiping or giving praise to God. That's completely different. We should be proud in what we do in order to serve God. Uh, God will not give grace to people who are full of themselves or that boast about themselves. Even the people in the church, if you go out and feed the homeless, this is something that you do because you want to help without receiving praise from others in return. This should be your servitude towards God or just helping in general. You don't especially go out on social media and post a picture and saying what you did to get others to congrat congratulate you. Remember, God's blessing only comes to those who stay meek. And speaking on meekness, meekness is an attribute of a true disciple, what we should long for. So the definition of meekness on Google is being righteous, humble, teachable, patient under suffering, which is long-suffering, willing to follow the gospel teachings. So it basically means, as my dad says, and he puts it in a good way, strength under control. Which means through Christ, the meek have more strength and ability than a prideful person who boasts about themselves. I mean, a meek person will use their strength only to benefit others, meaning praying for them, saving them, or praying them through. As people in the church, we need to stay meek in order to save others. I mean, would you rather the strength and prayer of a half a person or the strength of a, of strength and prayer of a hundred because honestly, personally, I would like the strength to teach, save, and baptize others, not as a way to show that I'm better than anyone, but to genuinely save lives from this corrupted world. Uh, it's something that we should all long for, and we should stay humble about if we do. If we save one life, we shouldn't say, oh, look at me, I'm so much better than you, I saved a life. Well, good job. How about the next one? How about the one after that? There's, there shouldn't be a limit on how much lives you save and how much praise you should get from saving multiple lives. It should be a thing that we just do. So bouncing back to the definition of, te of meekness, is, and in there it says teachable, meaning that if we think we know more than someone that is teaching us and try to take over, that is just pride. Um... In the same situation, we need to learn from them, meaning if pastor went to another church just to go or if he was back on coming home from vacation and he stopped one Sunday to a church, a fellow uh, friend's church that he knew. And, you know, the pastor that's visiting of that church doesn't just sit there and think, oh, I could have done better. No, they don't do that. They genuinely listen. They sit there and listen and learn what of God's teaching because everybody still is growing. Your pastor is still growing. He doesn't know everything. There's, it's impossible to know everything. He sits there and humbles himself even though he could have a bigger church or a larger audience or has better uh, messages. He sits there and humbles himself because he truly wants to learn what, the man of, what God is speaking through the man of God. We need to become so stubborn in listening to others that we need to humble ourselves and truly listen to who God is speaking through. We need to learn to become true disciples of Christ. And one of the biggest things we need to learn is meekness. Because without meekness, we are not true disciples. I think the 
the problem with today's world is that everyone strives to be number one at whatever they do, which leads into countless hours of not only away from God, but it corrupts you. People win through cheating or taking the other guy out. People win at any cost nowadays, and it's disgusting. We have the fear at becoming number two, which is the problem. You know, there is no point in doing something if you're number two. Let's face the facts. You don't go into, I don't know, basketball saying, oh, I just want to be number two. I just want to be number two. You might just go in and say, oh, my dad made me do that. But that's, I'm talking about the truly people that want to take it seriously. They don't seriously sit there and say, oh, I want to be number two. They always want to be number one, and they strive for greatness to brag about it. Or they don't, I mean, they don't have to brag about it. They just strive for that number one position so they can be recognized as the best. But the problem is, is that the world is so corrupted because of this one flaw at number one being the best and number two. Number two is great. Being number two at something is awesome. But people, that's not enough for them. That's why in the kingdom of God, there is no places, there is no best, there is no worst. If God calls you to go play piano, you try that your hardest. There is no, oh, he's not, he's second best at piano. No, he just plays piano for God. No one, no one ranks anybody. That's not how that works. And so we, and I hate to break it to you, but we all are, are number two because God is always number one. So we shouldn't go on this endless hunger for something that doesn't matter. Just to fulfill our prideful state. We need to humble ourselves and accept on where we are and try our hardest for God. We need to learn to be a servant of all kinds of people. Meaning that we need to humble ourselves just like Jesus did. We do this in order to receive grace from God. But always remember that God's grace does not make you better. It just merely makes you better off. Let me say that again. God's grace does not make you better than anyone else. It merely makes you better off as a person. We need to learn to humble ourselves in order to become prayer warriors in the church. We do this by removing our pride and not worrying about what others think and really focus on what matters. Because if you're in a church service and you all you worry about is how people will judge you, that's your prideful state. Because you, your, your prideful state can't uh, accept the fact that people think less of you because you're raising your hands or jumping up and down. You need to humble yourself to where you don't care because it doesn't matter. We need to humble ourselves to where we can just praise God without thinking what other people are thinking. Because in the end, it doesn't matter what they're thinking. It matters only what God is thinking. I think with that, we um, I'm going to end part one of this part two series. Uh, I, I know it's a little shorter than most, um, but I think I'm going to end it there. Just uh, in this week, pray about trying to be humble and truly showing humility in everything you do. And don't strive to be the best at something. Just strive to be the best in what you can do for God's kingdom. Uh, I want to thank you for listening this week, and I hope y'all all have a great week. I'm not 100% sure that part two will come out next week. I might take a break because of school, 
but we'll see. I already have it typed up, but I think I'm going to hold on to it because I don't know if I'm going to have time to record because I have a lot going on next week, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'll let you all know on social media what I end up doing, but thank you for listening to this week, and remember to focus on being humble and putting God's, I mean, putting God and others before yourself. And with that, I uh, thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, um, I hope I address it in part two, but if not, then please message me and um, and discuss it with me, please. Uh, thank you all, and have a blessed week. Mm-hmm.